Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey, boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, noon on a Wednesday, heading into a holiday weekend. It is time for Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Aaron Maloney's here. Aaron? So the Phoenix Suns let the game last night slip away late as they fell to the Wizards, 113 to 110. Here's Monty Williams after the game. It was, you know, Bill got some looks. Um, our defense in the fourth broke down, and we gave up 33 points and um, 25 points off turnovers for the game. You know, that kind of put us in mud. I thought we got a bit tired. Um, we missed some shots down the stretch. We didn't execute well down the stretch for sure, but. Just a tough fourth quarter for us defensively. Okay, Ray, you were there front and center calling the game. Luke, you were watching the game. What was the one thing that you thought went wrong last night that led to that lead slipping away? I feel like the way that build that build up right there makes it sound like you're important or your opinion is going to be more valid. Here. I know. So no, no I, I did not mean it like that. <laughs> Luke, you own a TV, so you, know. <laughs> you watch the game, Luke. <laughs> so you're going first, Kay. <laughs> Jeez, I'm sorry. Uh, That's not how I meant it. Should that no. be on a shirt, too? Yes. Yeah, Maloney's not. got a line of shirts that we're going to make of things she says in show prep. I'll I love you know that. Good, yeah. I love that. Uh, so no pressure with your answer. Yeah, look, you, we could all look at the fourth quarter. I, the start of the game, to, to me, you, you let Washington get comfortable and have a lead when Bradley Beal was one of eight. And then Bradley Beal turned into, oh, I don't know, Bradley Beal mm. in the fourth quarter. He, he turned into Jason. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he, well, that too, yeah. Uh, he was holding the knife, and yes, we, we had the we had the Friday the 13th music early. But that, to me, is like they, they allowed them to get into their comfort zone. And Washington felt pretty comfortable, just as the Suns do. It's like, okay, books 2 of 12. We haven't gotten to the fourth quarter yet. That's book time. And Bradley Beal... As I said, took over. He was 8 of 11 from the free. They shot 19 free throws in a fourth quarter to the Suns 5. we got to figure out the the free throw disparity again. For me, it's not, oh, you know, Washington had this huge advantage last night. I I don't care now. I care about how we're going to fix this so it's not an issue in the playoffs. When we get to the end of a seven-game series and the other team has shot like 85 more free throws than the Suns, something's got to be figured out here. It's a lot of what you said with Bradley Beal at halftime. I'm looking at the box score, and I'm like, this this isn't good because he's going to score. But then the Suns looked like they were taking control of the game in the second half anyway. So it was like, okay, Beal may go off, but maybe the Suns have built up a big enough lead. As it turns out, they have not. Yeah. We saw another heated exchange between Monty Williams and DeAndre Ayton last night. We also saw Mikel Bridges and D.A. barking at each other in the fourth quarter, which E.J. just said. Mikel, D.A., they both love each other. Don't worry about it. K-Ray, stop overreacting, is what he that. said. <laughs> right, um, right. But here's what Ayton said about it after the game. It gets pretty emotional and all that, but, you know, as I say, this is a family. Like, everybody really... You know, they know, we know each other. We know each other's uh, personalities. Just, you know, everybody got to see us really, like, you know, intensified in the moment where, you know, okay, damn, we lost our upper hand. You know, you can get a little emotional. Just, you know, oh, I thought you said this or you thought. But Coach clarified it up in that, in that huddle where we all was 
you know, exchanging words and try to get back into play and try to, you know, try to win some basketball. Is this a big deal or not a big deal? Uh, well, look, D.A. Mikhail, not the deal at all. I did, whatever. Uh, D.A. and and uh, and Monty, you know, I said this earlier. You, how did you say you said it's something that's nothing, probably? It's yeah, just, we, you, you've got... You've got during the shows, like something, nothing, or everything. Yeah. To me, it's something that's that's nothing. That's nothing. I I look at it as another growth moment for DeAndre Ayton. We talked about his very chill upbringing. You know, that's the way he was brought. I think he's learning. Like, express yourself. We're going to express ourselves too, and sometimes it will come across and look like you know we're yelling at each other. But it's because I want you to perform at a high level. I know you can perform at a high level. Same thing for Mikhail or anybody else. The the thing too that I, I you know I saw that stuff last night and I was like the one thing is Da did have thirty points. I mean Da had one of his better games of yeah. the year. If everybody wants him to become that like intense, angry monster on the floor, that is kind of what it would look like. Now I, I think what you hit on earlier is we're going to feel better about all this when we see how they perform in the playoffs. I think when we get past January fifteenth, if the Suns aren't trading DeAndre Ayton, people are going to feel better because okay, this is our team, and then you're going to know based on what they do in the playoffs. So quickly, our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks, what grade do you give for Matt Ishbia's purchase of the Phoenix Suns? So your choices: A, B, C, D, or F. Wow, that's, that's, a, that's a tough question. I mean, A, I guess he bought the team. I don't know. I don't know enough about Matt Ishbia, um, but I know... Most Suns fans have wanted to see somebody else come in and purchase the team for like 10 years. So I think in that that respect alone, I'm assuming most of these grades are, are A's and B's. I, I'll, I'll go B, I guess, because we haven't seen it happen yet. I'll go B. Uh, the, the little that I know from what I've read, talked to a few people who actually have a, a connection to he and his family. Um, I'm going to go A+. Plus. Oh. All righty. So... Because it's done. It is. I, mean, I, I, I like how quickly it got done. The deal is done. 47% say D. D. 32% say F. 11% say A. 7% say B. 3% say C. Are we just letting that? Lakers fans vote in these polls or what? I don't know. How? I was shocked too. How can you grade it? That's the, the. I mean, that's the fair port. Is how are you supposed to grade it yet? He's been, he's not even really the owner yet. But I am stunned that Suns fans aren't happy with that. Thirty-two percent. You said said D. Forty-seven. She said forty-seven percent said D. Thirty-two percent said F. Forty-seven. Yeah. What? The, I like the three percent that said C because that's probably really the most logical approach. Like, well, we don't know yet. He hasn't taken over the team. That's three percent of the audience. You people not have your coffee this morning? What is going on? Suns fans angry at a good time. Uh, all right, that was Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Thank you, Aaron. When we come back, should Trace McSorley be the Cardinals quarterback for the final three games of this season? And uh, do they need to add a quarterback for the start of next season? We're going to ask two-time Super Bowl champion Max Starks. He will join us for Maximum Football next. It's Wolf and Luke, Kevin Ray, in for Wolf, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum Maximum Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. 
got Max Starks joining us here on this Wednesday before Christmas for some maximum football. Max, have you uh, have you finished all your holiday shopping? I I just did, Luke. Um, literally twenty minutes ago, I purchased the last item. I procured the last items on my list for a family member that will not be named that might be listening to the <laughs> that's, show that's or maybe not. Smart move. <laughs> well, or, she's, really... or she's or she's eating lunch right now in the kitchen. Um, but uh... <laughs> one of the two. Boy, that really backfired on me because I, I was hoping Max was going to be like, "No, I haven't done it yet," and then I was going to be like, "Oh, okay, I feel, I feel." But we talk about this every year, Luke. For I... the last seven years, we have talked about <laughs> stop waiting to the last minute. I mean. I mean, Wolf, come on. Have you have you have you not been on his ear trying to be a, a big brother mentor for him? Technically he is the, the worst. We still have four days before Christmas. And I got news for you, Max. We got K Ray in here. Wolf is off probably starting his oh, holiday shopping K-Ray. right now. Yeah. yeah baby. Oh, what's up, K Ray? My first my first boss in, in sports. There we go. Broadcasting, wow. that is. I was yeah. gonna say, wait, did K Ray, did you coach the Florida Gators? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was the Jones High Tigers. It was the Jones High Tigers. <laughs> the Jones oh, okay. High Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so, 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 so side note, when he, he made that comment, so I was kind of overseeing AZ Preps 365 okay, uh, with, with the AIA, with my sports production company, and Max was looking to get into the broadcasting world, and like a lot of really smart athletes, you know, he had started slowly kind of making that transition before his career ended, and here's a guy who comes to me and says, hey, man, I, I want to do this. And I'm like, dude, you know what you've accomplished? Yeah. Like, you're, you're, but I cannot say enough. Like, he blew not only me away, but he walks into our fall meeting, full notepad. I got all this room of, like, ASU interns and these guys who have worked, you know, just part-time doing reports. Yeah. It's like he's getting ready to study for exam. We did two games together, a couple of championship games, and I'm like, yeah, he's not going to be around very long. <laughs> so, I, dude, I, I cannot thank you enough for the way you approach that. I love all of the success you have achieved. You deserve it all. And uh, and I just got a text from Dean Grossman. He apparently wants payment for us, you you and I, doing this show now together. For, for- <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. I literally, I was, I was like, I'm doing the show. He's like mocking me. And now now, now look at that. Now he needs credit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Fitting. Good old Dean. So, yeah, so exactly. The bar has been set for, for Max to have the greatest half hour in radio coming up here. So no pressure <laughs> exactly. at all, Max. Uh, all right. So this is word from the Cardinals. Uh, no Colt McCoy. He is out for Sunday's game against the Buccaneers. Trace McSorley will start. Maybe this is why every time I hear his name watching the game, I hear that song because I'm just conditioned now. Uh, Max, let's let's start there. I mean, this is Colt McCoy hasn't been ruled out for the rest of the season. He's been ruled out for Sunday. I'm kind of of the belief at this point. You know what Colt McCoy is. You got to bring him back next year. But as the backup, don't you just use these last three games to see what you have in Trace McSorley because you're not going to want to find out at the start of next year. Well, I, th- I, th- I think you absolutely have to have to kick the tires here for a young guy. And I mean, he also has one of the greatest like restaurant type names, you know. Hey, man, look, hey, you guys want to go get burgers and fries over at Trace McSorley's? I mean, yeah, yeah, and 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 a shake, and a shake, and no, they just awesome. play that song over the loudspeaker. <laughs> 
Exactly. Yeah, and, and you sit up, but you have to pull up to it like a drive-in, like a drive-up, with a with a tractor though. I mean, it, it has to be fully official. That's that's true. You have to be doing some <laughs> some some tractor work. Though. I don't know why I hear that music and I think of like the Chuck E. Cheese bear and the whole thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, the backyard band up there. Yeah, like the chicken on the tambourine yes. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for whatever uh, reason, that's that's the image it pops into my head. Too many birthday parties for my children when they were <laughs> yeah. whoever podcasts yeah. this segment please call it the chicken on the tambourine so people are like i guess yeah. i have to click on this because i don't know what's going on and just rest assured we don't know what's going on either <laughs> no we don't no we don't but i think but 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 getting back to it like you want to see what trace can do because like you said this injury to kyler extends into next year so you need to know what 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 do we need to plan for, and how do we start going about game planning? And you need live game reps, live game footage to be able to craft a game plan for Trace McSorley. Um, if if in the event that he is the guy, or you find out after three games he's not the guy, and you got to go elsewhere to find a temporary guy until Kyler's healthy. Yeah, and beyond that, because Luke, you made the comment like you got to bring back Colt McCoy next year. Who says Colt McCoy wants to come back next year? I mean, this is a guy that, what, 37? Yeah. Dealing with a concussion? He almost we, left a few. He, ta- he well, at least well, talked about retirement a few years ago before he ever got here because of a bad leg injury. What, too. what was our topic earlier in the show? Is the Cardinals' job an attractive job? Like, if you're Colt McCoy, do you start looking around the room and the setting and go, I'm not so sure I want to keep doing this to my body. Or no. if I do this to my body, maybe I want to look elsewhere so i think that's just another reason why you've got to play mcsorley yeah Yeah. the only reason i think mccoy would be around i think he has the extension but i also think that he feels they have to keep him around find a way because you're right i mean i heard the discussion on the morning show they were like what about deandre hopkins is he gonna look around and say i'm running out of time to win i think it's a fair point with mccoy i think what they have to do is go to him be like Listen, Kyler listens to you. You're not going anywhere. You're here as long as Kyler Murray is here. If that means you're still here when you're 50, we'll get you a job. But you're not. You can't. I know we can't pay you more, but here's the keys to Michael's jet. Yes. You go where you need to go it's when you jet. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep being the Kyler whisperer. But I, I think you're right there. Uh, that everything's up in the air right now, Max. I would I would ask this too because you you alluded it to it. You may find out in three weeks Trace McSorley isn't your guy. I would assume nothing against Trace. There's not much he can do in the next three weeks that's going to convince me I want him to be the starter in week one next year. So how do you approach this offseason knowing you probably need to go out and get a quarterback that can keep you in playoff contention, but you can't really go out and pay for a quarterback because you just paid $230 million to one? Well, there's always the draft. No, <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, you probably got to look at someone, you know, day two, day three, um, and figure out what options are out there. I mean, I will say this. There, I mean, there, there's some really good quarterback play, and not, and not a huge amount of teams need quarterbacks um, outside of the guys who are going to get them in the first. So I think, you know, when you look at it, I think there will be some attractive uh, guys that you can pick and choose what skill set you want later in this draft that's going to be attractive um, for a couple of guys. I mean, heck, I even watched a kid by the name of Davius Richards for uh, North Carolina Central who's a senior who's coming out. I mean, the kid was mobile and could run and he was physical and they beat Jackson State uh, last week in the, in the uh, Celebration Bowl. So, I mean, there's going to be guys available later in this draft if if you're worried about 
Trace isn't the guy or however that works, or you need something else to like push him, I think you'll be able to find something to draft. But you're right. There's not going to be any money available to go find a quality guy of note unless you're doing straight-up trades for them. Uh, you're not going to be able to attract them here to the desert just based off of uh, cash only. Can, can the Cardinals trade down to number 256? Because Mr. Irrelevant's worked out pretty good for San Francisco so far. <laughs> any, uh, any former uh, Arizona high school products at quarterback? That are, there's quite a few actually around the college football right now, so maybe they could find somebody. Texas, your thoughts to the fan Spencer Rattler. I don't think you can get him. Uh, Texas, your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at yeah. 620 right now. Coming up next, Maximum Football continues. We'll go through some NFL overreactions. It's Wolf and Luke, Kevin Ray, in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Dark. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum for Maximum for Maximum. With Wolf and Luke. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. All right, welcome back to the show. Max Starch is with us. It's Wolf and Luke. Kevin Ray is in for Wolf. Okay, Ray, the way this is going to work, do this sometimes when uh, when when it's Max. We just I'll throw out some overreactions that Maloney gathered from around the farthest reaches of the internet. Okay, so just some NFL overreactions, and you guys, you, we'll start with Max, and just kind of like, okay, do you agree with it? Do you disagree with it? Um, some of them are crazy. In fact, well, maybe this isn't that crazy. Let's start here, Max. Are you ready? This is, we're going to start with the Jaguars. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the enthusiasm level right there. <laughs> Quit telling them. Yes, I can't wait. <laughs> Jackson <laughs> Duval. Yes, okay. <laughs> I couldn't tell if that was like, okay, or like, why are we starting with Jackson? Uh, all right, Max, I'll start with you. The overreaction number one, the Jaguars are going to win the AFC South. Not an overreaction. Uh, I, I think the Jaguars right now, I, I, I've had the fortunate opportunity to, to uh, call two of their games this year. And um, one was a preseason one against the Steelers, and they looked really good there um, with, the, with their frontline stars. But I also got to call the uh, Chargers and Jags game out in L.A. earlier this year where they absolutely dominated the Chargers. And I think Jackson was a team that looks like it all just clicked, like in the last couple of weeks. Like somebody turned the light on, like, oh, that's where the bed is. I didn't know where it was. I was so tired. I was looking for a bed. Um, like, the lights came on for them, and I think this is a team that you don't want to see them. I mean, very much similarly built like Detroit. Um, Trevor Lawrence is playing at a high level. Travis Etienne is healthy this year, and now he's finally up to speed. And then defensively, when you got that many first-round high-line draft picks, you eventually you figure they have to hit at some point. Well, now they are. They're hitting opposing uh, teams' offenses and quarterbacks. And I think this is a team that can close it out, whereas you look at Tennessee, who is the leader, Tennessee is sputtering. They, they, they don't know which way is up, and they're going to have an opportunity to exact that and actually prove it at the end of the year. Um, at the, at their Week 18 game against the Titans to really close it out official, but I think they have the momentum going in their in their favor. Yeah, that should be a good one tomorrow. It's Jacksonville at Jets. I mean, that's kind of like a playoff game for Jacksonville's path is through Tennessee, but the Jets are still in it too. Yeah, t- Tennessee is like the pilot coming on the uh, the intercom saying, uh, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, we've lost uh, engine one. Stand by, we're all good." <laughs> Uh, we're all good. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've lost the second and third engine. Uh, we have one engine. We think we'll make it. Long pause. 
Sputter, sputter. <laughs> yeah. That's how you end up landing in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. Starting a football team. Yeah, and, and like Max, I had the unfortunate opportunity of calling a Jacksonville game uh, after a red eye and no sleep to that team with where's the star. But yes, they you were you hit it yeah. right on the head. They they flipped the light on. It's proof that coaching matters. You've got immense talent in that quarterback. They're going to win the division. That would be cool. Yeah. And and Max just kind of said it too, like everything's clicking. It kind of should. You have Trevor Lawrence. He was supposed to be a generational talent. All right, let's 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 go to that team you were talking about, K-Ray. I'll, I'm going to let you start this one, okay? The <laughs> Thanks. overreaction. Thanks, Luke. <laughs> the overreaction, that's almost as enthusiastic as Max. The Cowboys won't win a playoff game. I'll weigh in with this. They better win a playoff game. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you were looking at my paper, Luke. Uh, it, yeah, look, it, it looks like they will face Tampa the way things stand right now. Now, Tampa might be on a nine-game losing streak at that point, but they will be hosting the game. I, I, I believe, because they opened the season against Tampa, I, I believe that if it is Tampa, that, that they will find a way to win that game, but it's probably the only playoff game they will win. I think I'm higher on Dallas than other people, and that makes me feel uncomfortable. Max, what do you think? Uh, are, are we so sure it's going to be Tampa? I mean, Carolina might still be able to play. Well, yes, because, that's true. That, that, that because, is. yeah, Tampa Bay can't close a game out. I mean, it, right. I mean, now, here's, here's my question, guys. Um, is, I mean, can Tom Brady actually come back and play next year? I mean, after what we've seen this year, do you think his services would be desired elsewhere after what he's shown this season? Yeah, because it's Tom Brady, and yeah. you know it's just like that that quarterback. They, oh, we we can make things better. We can, you know, we've got an offensive line that can protect him. It's Tom Brady. We need wins. We need marketing. We need ticket sales. He he would be smart to stay in the NFC South if this is as good as he's going to be able to he play. He would be smart to head to the booth. You know, well, he, he would have been smart to. What that does he have to stay with a hot supermodel yeah. wife? But I he's mean, got thirty-seven point five million dollars a year waiting for him in the booth. Or something. Oh, Max, that's what you're that, making too, right? The cents. You say thirty-seven and a half cents. Three three point seven five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Exactly, Max. This one's for you, uh, and you, you should be pretty qualified to answer this one. The Bengals are going to be the number one seed in the AFC. Overreaction or not? Oh, I, I think I think it might be a slight overreaction. Even though the Bengals' path, if they continue to catch fire um, like they have, it, it's going to be pretty hard to, to to not say that. But I just think you you've got a Titanic matchup, and then you're actually going to see the Bills. So you're actually going to have a fight to prove it. But I think also what Kansas City is doing, Kansas City is a team that if they can stay one game in front of them because I believe the Bengals own the tiebreaker over over the Chiefs, Kansas yeah. City. Yeah. yeah, over the Chiefs. And then you're going to play the Bills. So if you win that one, you technically have the tiebreaker over both the teams in front of you if all things stay equal. But they got to win. I, I think it might be too tough of a, of a, of a hill to climb um, to get three in a row, especially with the end of their season. But, I mean, they're going to be pretty close. Um I just I don't know if I can go on a limb and say they will be the number one seed because I think Buffalo will still pull out all the stops and I think it's in Buffalo to end the season and that's that's just a, a horrible place to play at uh, in December January yeah it's a snowstorm wanting to happen so I'll, I'll slay a, a slight yeah. overreaction yeah. as well uh, I'm, I'm with you guys yeah. on this one because since since they hasn't lost a game everybody 
remember the horrible performance they put together on Halloween, on Monday Night Football. So if you were like at home on, on Monday night of that week, they were awful against the Browns. They haven't lost since Cincinnati, but they have the Patriots, Bills, and Ravens to close out the season. So it's, uh, it's <laughs> if they win out, yeah, you should, you should be in a decent spot, but I don't know that you're just going to win out. Uh, all right, let's go with, um, let's go with this story. The Lions are going to make the playoffs. K Ray, I'll start with you on this one. Yes. Maybe it's just me wanting the Lions to make the playoffs. I, we, but we all kind of want the Lions to make the playoffs. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I was able to watch some of the hard knocks, you know, the, before the season started. Um, I like Dan Campbell. I like what this team has done. I like the fight and and you know resolve that they have shown. Uh, and I think if they get a, you know, if they get in, it's one of those teams is like, oh, we got to play these guys, especially if you're Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially if you're Minnesota. So I'm going to go with yes, Max. What do you think? They are a buzzsaw, you know, carrying, uh, knee-biting crew up there. I mean, they, they play 60 minutes of football. Yeah. That's the one thing. And I don't think there's many other teams that play that brand um, in the entire league that just from start to finish, the gas pedal is to the floor, and they're, and they're riding that ga- they're redlining it and riding that gas tank all the way down to, to dust. So I think if you know, I think they can get into the playoffs. I think they would be a problem in the playoffs. There's a team you just don't want to see because they're just you know it reminds me of the Pistons teams of the '80s, right? The bad boys, like they have that type of mantra where it's just grunge. You're just like man. And I'm like, why won't you guys give up? Just stop it. Just stop it. They're like, no, we can't give up. And they're like swinging and fighting. Um, that's the type of team you're getting, and that's a gutsy team. And Dan Campbell's crew, I think, I think they will make the playoffs. And I think, and I think whoever they get in the first round is going to be pissed be, to have him. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be hilarious because if they get in, it'll almost certainly be Minnesota. I'm just kind of looking at their schedule and, and compared to it's basically them, Washington, or Seattle. So I think we all want them in over Seattle. Washington <laughs> has San Francisco, Cleveland, and Dallas left. So Washington's got Washington has invoked the we might go back to Carson Wentz clause, which to me is waving the white flag, but verbal doing it. Uh, all right. <laughs> when we come back, uh, Max is going to stick around. If you're looking for bright spots on the Cardinals, there might be one place this season and really only one place. So we will uh, we'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke, Kevin Ray in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum Football. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. All right, we got one more segment here at Maximum Football, so we got to make it count with Max Starks. Kevin Ray is in for Wolf today. It's Wolf and Luke. And uh, when you're looking at the Cardinals and you're looking at any bright spots, and you guys can correct me if you think of another one, but for me, Max, the only thing I can look at this season and say, okay, this might be something good potentially that carries into next season is the development of some of these young players on defense. Uh, ESPN did their power rankings. They do them every week. And then they went through and for each team, they did their pleasant surprise of the season. And they picked my Jay Sanders for the Cardinals. But I think even bigger picture, it is 
MyJ Sanders, Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, Zach Allen, Cameron Thomas. Now, I'm not saying those guys have all had great seasons or that they're all going to have amazing careers, but it, it, if, you, if you're pressing me to find any sort of positive with this season, it would be that at times all five of those guys have looked like they already belong in this league. And, and some of them aren't rookies, so they should. But where do you come out on, on that group? Well, I, I think, yeah, that, that that's the one pr- positive impact. I mean, with all of the injuries and guys out um, throughout the season, I think you do have to look to the future. You do have to look at what this draft class was and what they can be for the next year. Because I also throw Trey McBride in that group. I think um, Trey McBride is going to have to be one that's going to have to work out offensively um, just because you don't know how, you know, Zach Ertz and whatever decisions come at the end of the year and – how that health, how his health is, um, you're going to need that solid tight end. I mean, every team needs a solid tight end, and you went up there and you got him in the second round. So let's see if he can continue to build and grow into that type of player for your team. But I, I agree, yeah, Maji Sanders playing that outside backer position has to be a guy that hits because you need that edge pressure. You need guys to continue to, to to grow. And you also went and got Cam Thomas, I think another guy that has to that has to grow as well. Because we'll see how Marcus Golden, you know, and his health goes. Um, you have some other positional guys, but you need those explosive playmakers. So it'll be interesting to see how those guys kind of round out the rest of this year, and you need them to take the jump from rookie to soft, and and hopefully you know they hit hard. I mean, that's what I like to say. I was like, just because it says soft, you know, in the second year doesn't mean you have to play like it. You know, <laughs> you, you have every right and every ability to go and be and be a hard hitter. And I think that's what you're going to be looking for. That, that's one of the bright spots that they'll get the experience and they'll continue to grow. And then of course with Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, keep coming on, keep showing us growth, keep catching on to this defense so that you can be a leader. How would you handle the the draft pick that they're going to have, Max? We were talking about this yesterday of, you know, do you, do you keep it? It might be a top five pick. I mean, I think if it's one or two, it's not going to be one. But if it's like two or three and, and teams are crazy, you're going to trade up for a quarterback, then you probably have to trade it. But otherwise, like if I'm just going to get Will Anderson at like five, I don't necessarily want to trade that say. pick. I was about to say, do not trade back if you're going to miss Will Anderson. You need him desperately. Like, if there's one team that needs him bad, it is the Cardinals. And I'd also argue my Steelers. Um, but, you know, you yeah, you, you can't trade too far back. I mean, yeah, if, you, if you're going to be up there in, the, in, the, in that two, three, four hole spot, maybe trade back one because you know that it's a, to a team that you know needs a quarterback. But... If it's not that, absolutely not. That is the number one non-quarterback player coming off the board. The dude's a game wrecker. He is a difference maker. And there's no way in hell, if I'm the Cardinals, I would let that slip. All right, Max, uh, we're going to switch gears here. Since we have you here, the uh, Immaculate Reception, the 50th anniversary, is Friday, actually. And the Steelers are playing the Raiders, probably not a coincidence, on uh, on Saturday. And, of course, the, the really... Just sad news about Franco Harris that we're hearing today. I know you know Franco Harris. We just kind of want to give you a chance to to talk about you know what you're feeling and what he has meant to you. Oh man! So this morning it was uh, it was it was a little rough because I found out the news about an hour before I went on air with uh, Ron's older brother Craig uh, for our Steelers show, and uh, I've had some time to digest and I, you know, I've had some lighthearted moments on figuring out how to address this. You know, I know Steelers nation, um, 
is a huge contingent. And I know we have a lot of fans that are actually out here in the Valley. Um, and, in fact, Heralds of Cave Creek is probably one of the largest bars outside of Pittsburgh that for Steeler fans. Um, but Franco Harris, uh, it, when you think about the football career is one thing, um, you know, having quite possibly one of the greatest plays in NFL history. Actually, actually, NFL Network did a, a, a breakdown of the greatest plays and actually became the number one play. But Franco Harris, for those that are younger that did not see it in 1972, even though like 400,000 people say that they were in the stadium that day. It's funny. <laughs> uh, like, oh, yeah, we were there. No, I saw it. Yeah. It's big yeah, but you also you. And also, you could not watch that game live in Pittsburgh and in the Pittsburgh area. You had to go 75 miles outside of town. It was blacked out um, uh, from the local market. So you hear these stories about people that rented like roadside motels out right outside the edge of town so that they could watch the game at these hotels. And, you know, that's a significant moment. But, you know, what I'm going to speak to is more so Franco Harris, the man, the entrepreneur, the business owner, um, the friend. Um, because he was the first, uh, he was the first former player I met in Pittsburgh as a rookie. Uh, when I flew up there, we went and we did an interview at, at uh, Stan Saverin Studios, and then we went over to the facility to meet the rest of the rookie class, um, Ben Roethlisberger and I. And I just remember, you know, you had all these legends. You had Rocky Blyer, you had Franco Harris, you had Mel Blunt, you had Joe Green. And they were all welcoming the rookie class and kind of giving us the intro to what it means to be a Steeler when you have those men standing in front of you and, and talking to you about conduct and, you know, player initiatives and, and how to conduct yourself in the city of Pittsburgh. And he was the first one I met. And, you know, Franco lived in Pittsburgh, lived in the city. He, he would be around the city at all times. I used to go eat grape leaves with him uh, in the summer. Um, when we were back for OTAs, this little um, festival that would happen right down at the point in Pittsburgh, and we had this our favorite Mediterranean food truck, and we'd both meet there, and we'd go get grape leaves, and we'd sit down and and just chat and just catch up about life, um, you know, about passions, about projects, and in fact, uh, for his super bakery that he that he owned, I was one of the first ambassadors for their super super donuts, uh, their healthy donut initiative for for uh, school kids, um, providing a healthier option for low and underserved um, uh, communities. And so this was a passion project of his. And I was ambassador. I was on the, I was on the front of the donuts for five years. <laughs> and so I go speak um, at engagements, just promoting healthy lifestyles. And, um, you know, just, just the interactions. I mean, Franco was a person that it didn't matter who you were, at what moment, you know, he would never hesitate to stop whatever he was doing to speak to you if you wanted to talk to him. I mean, he would drop what he's doing to engage you, to talk to you, and really make you feel like you're the only person in the room, even if it was in a banquet hall full of people. He could, he had that innate gift to make you feel special whenever you spoke to him, and it was a blessing to be around him. And, you know, the last time I saw him... Uh, we made we we were walking through the Steelers' new Hall of Honor museum, and I was just catching up with him, his wife Dana, and uh, and his son Doc, and we were actually checking each other's phones to make sure we still had each other's phone numbers because he was coming out here for the Super Bowl, and uh, there were some events that that he was doing that he wanted me to come to, and there's of course a couple of former player events I wanted to invite him to, and his wife Dana is good friends with my daughter's golf coach, so we made all these plans. The last time I saw him was less than a month ago, and I was looking forward to it. I was going to interview him this Saturday night during the game on the sidelines um, right after 
they they revealed they were going to retire his jersey. Only the third one in Steelers history to be retired, only behind Ernie Stotner and Joe Green last year. Um, and it just it was like it was like there was so much left because he had been such a tremendous force as a human being and as an ambassador, not only for the Steelers but for the city of Pittsburgh. I mean, he was he was the unofficial mayor of Pittsburgh. Um, just how personable he was, and so th- today was a tough day. It was a tough morning, and. Uh, I held it together. I held it together to deliver that speech. So I appreciate you guys uh, allowing me to talk about my friend. Yeah, for sure, Max. We we appreciate you still coming on the show today, and we appreciate you you know speaking so eloquently about him. And look, man, we just appreciate everything you do and the person you are. And and uh, for for Wolf, I know he's not here. I know you talk to the other Wolf all the time. There's so many Wolves that you talk to. But uh, but but have have a great holiday, man. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. Man, thanks, guys. Y'all take care and have happy holidays. Good talk to you, K. Ray. You got it, brother. Take care. God bless. All right. That's uh, Max Starks right there joining us as he does uh, every Wednesday for Maximum Football. And like I said, give him a ton of credit for still joining us today because that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's just, I can't, I can't imagine what he is. Uh, no, you know, not, not right easy, now. clearly. No. Uh, when we come back, we'll switch gears over to Suns basketball. Uh, things did get heated between DeAndre Ayton and Monty Williams last night. Is it something to be concerned about? I can tell you one former Suns legend is concerned about it, and we will explain that next. It's Wolf and Luke, Kevin Ray in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.